Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. Today's episode is a fun one. It is all about my trip down to North Carolina Outer Banks. It is one for the books. Um, Today we are talking all about things to do, great places to eat, just some of the experiences I had because it was a fantastic trip. The trip was a week long. Um, This is our second time going down to the Outer Banks. We actually went down last year and as you know, COVID was still kind of a thing. Like all the businesses required masks, reservations, Some places weren't even open or worked on limited hours. Um, So (laughs) to be frank, it kind of sucked. You didn't get the full experience. Um, But this year, everything was open. No masks required. Um, We're kind of back into like normal life for the most part. Um, So it was a really fun experience. We really got to see everything that the Outer Banks had to offer. Um, These islands are big. We still have not explored everything yet, but I'm going to walk you through all the different things that we did. So, without further ado, we will dive right in. So in North Carolina, um, we went down and we stayed in Kill Devil Hills or Kill Devil's Hills. I think it's Kill Devil Hills. Um, that's about where we were kind of around where like the Wright Brothers um, monument is. And we were right on the beach. There was a road, another house, and then there was the beach. So super great spot. Um, it was really nicely located too to everything which was really cool um Derek brought his jeep wrangler down this was the first time we really got to play with it um we took the top off the hard top and we have this like mesh netting that we put over top and it really helps protect from the sun but you get that like top off experience it protects you from some of the wind too um but that was great i am pale i do not like to burn i'm not really a big tanner i'll use like 100 spf (laughs) um yay protect against skin cancer right (laughs) and just aging of the skin to be honest but um it really protected us from the sun and like it was sunny the whole time it really did not rain there was like one day it was a little cloudy and rainy for maybe a few hours but that sun was beaten down and we did not get burned or anything so we did a pretty good job we did take the doors off a couple days as well you just (laughs) i don't know if anybody else has a wrangler has ever driven with the doors off if you like go more than 30 or 40 miles per hour you are just getting pounded (laughs) pounded with wind and out there i I don't remember this from last year but like by the end i think it was because we were out exploring and like we stayed in the sun like there was one day we were out for like almost 16 hours which i'll get into in a little bit just like exploring but oh my god I felt sand in every part of my body the salt water just dries me out and like I still (laughs) I still have just like I feel like I have salt coming out of my like eyes (laughs) and just sand in my pores everywhere so that's fun let me just get a sip of water here okay um 
so yeah, that was very interesting. But the Jeep was very fun. Um, he was our BFF the whole trip. Or she, I should say. We decided to name her Marceline after Adventure Time. If you are familiar with Adventure Time, um, she's like a black goth vampire. Um, like she has long black hair, gray skin, just like gothy. And I was like, well, it's an all black Jeep. So it makes sense to name her Marceline. So it was a good fit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Marceline did good. And I want to make a note that not one ounce of makeup was worn during this trip. It was phenomenal. I am an overpacker. I definitely packed like way more clothes than I should have, but it's better to have options. Am I right, ladies? Like, you know, you're bringing like, oh, stuff if I feel gross. And then there's stuff if you feel good. You have your fancy outfits, you have your casual outfits. You know, it's just, it was a lot, but I pretty much wore comfy clothes the whole time. Um, we had, you know, a washer and dryer in the beach house, so that was nice too, but I, I did not touch my makeup once, and, like, it would have been horrible if I did, because my eyes water as is, <laughs> and, like, it just, my makeup would have smeared, it's, like, you just, you can't wear makeup to the beach, it's just, it's not, it's not a thing, so that was fun, my skin got a break, I got a break from, like, my routine of like doing makeup and hair and stuff not that it takes that long but it's like you know 20 minutes or whatever but there was a lot of cool stuff that we did um before I get into what we did I'm gonna talk about the food food first there are four big places that I would like to honor <laughs> um the first one which isn't a restaurant at all but if anybody's been down to the Outer Banks they're probably familiar with it it is Duck donuts um i have a ton of pictures which i'll probably post over on my instagram i might make a blog post about this as well um showing the pictures and and such um but duck donuts fantastic it is a specialty donut place um we went down with Derek's stepdad and a couple of his friends and um the one guy, he went and got duck donuts because they wake up super early and it opens up at, uh, I want to say like 6, 6.30, well, maybe 7. I think it opens at 7. He was there at 6.45 a.m. and he was the first person in line and he said by the time he was done, the line wrapped around the building in this plaza and that's insane. That's how much people love duck donuts, but like they have the best donuts. Like they're not dry, they're not too moist, they have like, like maple bacon they have s'mores blueberry i mean like anything you can think of they have and they're just phenomenal like i said i took a picture of the spread before anybody dug into them so i gotta show you guys it was so good <laughs> so duck donuts i highly recommend um if you can get there because i think they're only open like seven to one so definitely go early um you can order on their app as well now i don't know if that makes it faster but they i was reading on the box it says like oh skip the line if you order online so i'd assume it's something similar to like duncan and chick-fil-a and stuff like that um but that was really cool <laughs> um talking about food since we're talking about food I really did not um, stress this trip. We were actually fairly active this trip. I mean, we were walking up and down the beach um, after every meal just to like walk off that food. You know how you feel a little like heavy in the stomach just when it sits in your stomach. So we walked. Um, we were hiking a lot, exploring. Um, we drove a lot as well. But like, so we were definitely moving a good bit um, food wise. Like I said, breakfasts were relatively light. Um, I drank margaritas a lot. <laughs> 
obsessed with margaritas, but I only had like one a day. So that's not really that bad. And um, food, like I said, we really didn't eat that bad. We we tried to go for like better quality foods, um, like a little bit nicer places, because that's just like one of the main reasons we go on vacation is trying out these different restaurants and like eating stuff. And it's like, like I said, we either get an appetizer or a dessert, but usually not both. Just because it's like heavy and it's it limits you a little bit. And like, by far, we did not eat bad. Um, do I feel a little bloated? Absolutely. Um, but that's just how I felt for this trip. I didn't really stress about food. Um, I ate till I felt good and we enjoyed it. So just a reminder there. And But getting back into the actual restaurants first one we tried it is down going towards like roanoke and pea island for people who know like where the docks are um coming off like uh kill devil hills and stuff like that going south and it is called a blue water grill it is kind of hard to see because it's tucked away into almost like um, a townhome community, it looks like, with, like, boats and stuff like that, but it's open to everybody. Um, Blue Water Grill, <laughs> fantastic. We we called it the Jesus Fish Place, because we, we, like, forgot what it was called. We're like, is it Blue Ocean Grill, Blue, Blue Tide Grill, but it basically looks like there's a Jesus Fish as the symbol with, like, a fork and a knife on the tail. Um, this place was so good. They had, like, stained glass on the inside, um, but it was, like, casual. Like, nothing, even if it's a fancy restaurant down in the Outer Banks, you do not have to dress fancy. Like, people come in in, you know, the tourist t-shirts and shorts, and, like, you're looking like crap, which is fantastic. That's, like, my, my vibe. <laughs> we don't need to impress anybody, but the food was really good. Um, tons of good mixed drinks like i said i got their margarita oh my god it was so good it was strong it was the strongest best margarita i had down there um i just stuck with margaritas <laughs> um we got um some nachos well they weren't nachos they were like potato chips but like they dressed them like nachos if that makes sense like they were kind of like seafoody nacho chips um those were good i got fish tacos those were also very good um trying to think i think i got oh i got a blackened shrimp bowl because we went back there twice then i got like a blackened shrimp bowl they had like beans and rice so like see when we eat out the quality of this food it just tastes so good but it's like not greasy like i'm not getting anything fried um it doesn't upset my stomach so it tastes delicious but it's like cooked in a healthier way like my my fancy meals always consisted of a protein like a rice um or red potatoes and like a veggie and i'm not saying like you have to eat healthy you know what i mean i'm just saying like when i do go out it was more nutritious because i just i feel like garbage if i'm like oh, i'm gonna get like chicken strips although i will say the one day on the way back we just didn't feel like eating like sitting down to eat and i said i want dairy queen let's just get the chicken strip basket with the gravy if you know what i'm talking about the gravy's amazing and like the toast we crushed it and we got like um a blizzard did i get a blizzard no i didn't get a blizzard but i got like a sunday and it was just so good <laughs> sometimes you just need that but i personally cannot do that every day because i'll get sick 
But that was the Blue Water Grill. Really great. You can look them up if you want. Um, they were really good. Um, another place we went back to twice, Trios. Trios is a fantastic brunch place. So if you're going to go, they are, um, offer brunch from... Oh, I don't want to butcher it. I want to say... They, I don't know how early they wait, uh, open, but I think they're open till 3. Might be like 11 to 3. They have It's kind of like a Cracker Barrel vibe on the inside because they have like a little store you walk through. Um, it's almost like they kind of market themselves as a winery. It's kind of weird though because it's just like a building in a plaza. It's not like a traditional winery, but they do offer like fancy wines there. Um, they have some smaller plates, like the way it's laid out. They kind of have a smaller menu, but all the stuff is like pretty good. Um, what did I get when I was there? I got like a roast beef and smoked gouda sandwich, like on a baguette, I believe. I don't remember what my side was, but I got a margarita. <laughs> Who would have guessed I got a margarita? Um, but they have some really good appetizers. Like they had like this baguette with like some warm goat cheese spread. That was really good. And we also got on a separate occasion, um, it was like French onion dip with with chips. Yes, but I think they're house made chips the way they are. They kind of look like kettle cooked chips. Um, but what I went for there, like the last full day that we were there, we kind of went all out and we got, um, a charcuterie, charcuterie board. I am charcuterie. I have no idea how to pronounce those. <laughs> I used to call it a caricature board, but it's charcuterie, I believe. Um, I call it a meat and cheese board when I order because <laughs> I don't want to sound stupid. Um, but it was really, really good. Um, they give it to you on this big thing of slate. And they give you basically three, like, fancy meats, three fancy cheeses, um, and different things. Like, they gave us, like, dried apricots, um, like, jams, mustard, and you kind of just, like, mix it all together. <laughs> you try the cheeses with different stuff. And it was cool because they gave you, like, a description of each thing, like, how it would taste, what it pairs well with. Um, I really enjoyed that experience a lot. The cheese was really good. And I, like, looked it up, like, honestly... I think we paid maybe like 30, 30 or 35 bucks for the cheese tray between us. But like if you were to get those things individually in bulk and try to make it on your own, you'd probably be paying well over $100 just because this stuff is more specialty. Um, but it tasted really good. There was a lot of unique flavors. And again, that's like one of the enjoyable things is just trying different things and like it tasted really good. <laughs> um, I have pictures of those as well. Like I said, I'll be posting those on social media for sure. I might even just have a food only dedication post to be honest, just cause I took so many food pictures. Um, so yeah, that was trios T R I O S. Um, we picked up some cider from there. I'm not a big cider drinker. Like I think it tastes good, but like it's just, they give you so much, like it's such a big can. It's like not my thing. So um, I like the taste, but I'll just sip on it. But we picked those up. Um, they have just like meat and cheese syrup, just like random products in there in the little store. So that was pretty cool as well. Definitely recommend that. That's up by um, Kill Devil's Hills for sure. Um, and then the last place I would recommend that we went to is called the Cockeyed Clam. And that was down in Hatters, um, Cape Hatters, and it was amazing, um, <laughs> that one was pretty good too, it, 
it's a cute little sign like how they have the cockeyed clam the the clams eyes look a little crazy they're like little cartoon clams but you could tell that the locals go there for sure because everybody knew everybody um so we kind of felt like out of place but it was nice in there like everybody was nice they didn't really bother you we sat at the bar got a margarita it was like a mermaid margarita or something fantastic um blue water grill was still the strongest but tasted good um but I think there, they definitely had some nice dishes. We skipped on the appetizer. We got, um, I got mahi mahi. Yes. Yeah, I got mahi mahi. It was grilled with some sort of like green stuff over it. I have no idea what it was, <laughs> but it was good. I don't think it was pesto or anything. And I had red, um, potatoes, red roasted potatoes and like a veggie mix with like zucchini and carrots and stuff like that. So that was really good. I have no idea what Derek got. I completely forgot, but we got like, a. it was called a chocolate crunch cake. It was not crunchy, like, in a bad way. It was just fantastic. (laughs) It was, like, a giant chocolate chip cookie in cake form, but, like, doughy, but also kind of crunchy at certain points. Fantastic. Like, amazing. We loved it. Um, So, yeah, we enjoyed that. And then, speaking of that, when we went to Trio's, we actually got a goat cheese cheesecake. It was chocolate goat cheese cheesecake. Also phenomenal. <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I'm making you so hungry des- describing all these like food things. But yeah, those were like the big the big food things. Um, of course, we cooked some things at home. Like they did like a little seafood night. Um, they did like lasagna one night. Um, we went out to the Jolly Roger. That's like one of the oldest restaurants and buildings on the island itself. I think it was open since like the 40s. That has really greasy food. <laughs> it tastes good, but it's just so heavy after. Um, but we did go to the Jolly Rogers. Um, but those were the more like fun gourmet, like me and Derek's kind of vibe of eating. So definitely check those places out. Blue Water Grill, Trios, Cockeyed Clam, and Duck Donuts. <laughs> Um, But now we will move on to attractions. So I'm going to talk about the more um, touristy ones first. Um, We did these last year, the Elizabethan, Elizabethan, (laughs) I'm going to butcher that, gardens. Um, It's out towards Roanoke. I think it's in Roanoke um, where the Lost Colony is. Very first um, English born child was there. So there's some cool stuff down in Roanoke for sure. For my American Horror Story fans, uh, Roanoke, that was based off of there. So fun times. Um, But the gardens, super pretty. Have some good pictures from there. Some good um, IG style photos from there um beautiful flowers the roses bloomed this year last year the roses weren't in bloom but we got to see them in bloom um they have like a really old tree from like the 1500s there there's just a lot of cool stuff just a general garden you can look through with different plants they have a little gift shop you can actually purchase plants there i was like walking around identifying all the plants you know because i'm a crazy plant lady but that was fun Um, Then we went to the aquarium, which is also in Roanoke, I believe. 
But that the aquarium's pretty cool too. There was a lot of kids there. It was kind of busy, but um, they have like otters, alligators, your typical like fish and sharks, um, things like that. It's a little bit smaller, but I mean, it's definitely worth seeing if you enjoy like zoos and aquariums and things like that. Um, because it was pretty cool. So they did have that. The other um touristy thing we did is we went out we also went with his sister his sister is 14 i believe and her friend and we took them out mini golfing because just like myrtle beach there's about 100 places to mini golf although i will say myrtle beach has some like crazy mini golf places like two stories and stuff this one was cool though i think it was called lost treasure or something like that they take you on like a train thing (laughs) a train cart um up to your golf course actually and you get to pick well you don't get to pick they assign it to you whether you do like the diamond route or the gold route and I think we got the diamond and like you have to work your way down through all 18 holes um there's like a pirate ship waterfalls rocks so that was pretty cool um it was busy so like you had to wait for the family in front of you to finish and then you were kind of rushing because you're like oh god someone behind me (laughs) they're waiting on me but it was still fun um it was a little bit of a cloudier day which i think is why a lot more people were out when it's like sunny and the sun's beating down on you it's really hard um to go out and stand in the open (laughs) because it gets hot um but that was pretty fun so you got definitely got a mini golf down there because they're they're all up and down the island like whenever you drive there's so many different places um so we did that now the more naturey stuff that we did um first off i'm gonna mention p island love p island um it's pea p island it is down past kill devil's hills going into cape hatters it's kind of like the connector um nobody really goes here don't know why um but they have a nice little like visitors area um the oregon inlets down there for camping as well so people will camp with their um rvs and i just we love that beach we our big thing is is we want to find a fully intact conch shell this year we did not see a lot last year we got like some big ass conch shells although i will say we do not go into the water (laughs) we probably should that's what i was telling Derek. but we like walk along the line usually after like low tide um either right before or right after low tide and we'll just walk up and down the beach and just like look at the shells um see what cool shells we can find and along the way we usually see tons of seagulls pippins like the little ones that run up to the water like in that like pixar short film you know what i'm talking about um crabs jellyfish all kinds of stuff all kinds of wildlife which is another reason i love the beach is just like the amount of open wildlife you see right in front of you that is relatively harmless um that you can get pretty close to is just amazing to me because i'm a big animal fan you know this already (laughs) um but yeah we did find a couple little conches um on our last day we actually did find like a peach a peachy like almost fully intact conch it just had like a little like crack in it um but they're so intricate and so delicate i feel like when you know that tide brings them ashore they're gonna get busted up um so we did find a couple a couple big pieces as well um so i was happy with that found a couple nice shells too um we went to P Island like almost every day. Like that was our routine. Like after dinner, it was a half hour drive from the house. We just drove right down um, as the sun was going down and walked up and down the beach. 
the water's warm. It's just, it's a great, it's a great beach. We had a lot of fun there. Um, now if you keep going south, we, the next thing that we did, and these are all on different days. I honestly, the days kind of ran together for me. So I'm just giving you like an overview, but, um, we went to, I was like looking for just like different stuff to do. And this is something that I proudly picked out. It's called all alligator river national wildlife refugees. So it's, um, it's kind of by Roanoke, but you have to go inland a little bit more towards like Monteo, Monteo. Um, and it's great. I love wildlife refugees. Um, and it was really cool. So you could drive in. There was a spot you can walk. You can walk down a path. And it says, watch for black bears and watch for alligators. And I was like, oh. We loaded up on bug spray and things like that. And we walked down. And it was just getting humid. And Derek is like <laughs> a bug magnet. So he was getting bit up. He's like, can we turn around? And I was like, yeah, we can. Um, didn't really see a lot. I saw, well, I didn't see the snake, but like we were walking and the, <laughs> the trees just moved. And I was like, oh my God, what was that? Because there's trees just shaking. And it looks like it's something big. And Derek was like, it was a snake. Cause the swamp's right there, right next to you. And you like walk down this straight path. And I was like, oh, okay. So a lot of bugs on that trail. Not, I didn't really see a whole lot of wildlife, but I'm sure if we went deeper in, cause we didn't really go super deep. Um, we probably would have saw more, but thankfully with our little Jeep safari car, there is, um, it was like a wildlife trail. So it was a dirt road. It was pretty big. It made like essentially a little square. Um, but oh God, I couldn't tell you how long we were on that trail, probably over an hour cause we were driving pretty slow. But when I tell you we saw about every creature imaginable, we saw every creature imaginable. <laughs> Although at Alligator uh, River National Wildlife Refugee, I did not see any alligators. I probably did because they're very good at disguising themselves in the swamp water. Maybe just their little eyes sticking out. I did not see an alligator though. <laughs> Um, but we saw some great things. I saw about a hundred thousand turtles. There were turtles everywhere on logs, peeking out of the water, crossing the road. There were just turtles everywhere, which turtles are one of my favorite animals. So that worked out perfectly. Tons of dragonflies, blue, yellow, green, um, just beautiful butterflies, butterflies of all types we saw. Um, the two big wins of this trip that we saw out in the wild was one, we saw a black bear. So we were going down the road and um, it was actually in the middle of the road. And I think it was like a teen. It wasn't quite a cub, but it didn't look like an adult. Um, it was just in the middle of the road <laughs> sniffing for literally at least 20 minutes. We kept inching a little bit closer because we didn't want to run it off the road because there was actually another car in front of us coming the opposing way and they were stopped as well. So we didn't want to stress out the bear, but um, we got relatively close to it. I'd say a couple hundred feet, um, enough where you could see it, but I have no idea what that man was sniffing. <laughs> He just kept sniffing the ground, sniffing the ground, sniffing the ground. Um, and he, he'd just look up every once in a while, but he was very calm. And then eventually he just walked off into the woods. So I don't know if there was a bug he was kind of like chasing because <laughs> he was bored or what. Um, but we got to see that. So that was really cool. That's like the second time in my life I think I've seen a black bear out in the wild. Um, 
Then the win, the win of the day was me seeing an owl. I was just talking about how I never see owls in the wild, which I get that they're hunters at night and they probably like hide up in trees. But this guy, so when you drive along the road, it's like a swamp on the side, on either side of you, like a little strip of swamp. And he was just sitting on a log right there on my side. And, um... I forget what kind of owl it was. It was it was brown though. He was fuzzy. I got a picture of him. He was super calm. Like I was like, Derek, there's an owl back up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. So we backed up and he just kind of looked at us. He would like clean his wings, look at us. And we didn't want to disturb him and freak him out by just like staring. So we didn't stay very long, but I got my pictures and we left. But I thought that was a really, 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 really cool experience seeing that in the wild. And I didn't even know that owls were like in the swamp. You know, I didn't think owls would live in a swamp. So that was very interesting to me. But I guess they probably they probably feed on bugs and the mice. There's probably a ton of mice, field mice, because they had high grass and things like that. So that was a really cool experience. So that was Alligator River. Um, then I have two more places for you. Bear with me. I hope you're enjoying this. Um, I have Cape Hatters. So that's a bit of a drive. From where we were at, if you go past Pea Island, I mean, from where we are, you're looking at maybe like an hour, hour and a half drive. And like this town's cool. It's like the old school town. You could tell people live there. Um, not super touristy, but they have some places, you know, it's a little bit more chill, not a ton of families. It looked more so like I would say older couples or just couples and maybe like, um, some younger adults who maybe just come down to drink and hang out and relax. So definitely different vibe from like Kill Devil Hills area, um, duck area, like totally different vibe. Um, but it was cool. It was like laid back beach island vibe. And something that I tend to forget is that these are all separate islands. They're connected by bridges that take you over the water, but themselves independently, they are waterlocked. Like there is no land connecting them all, which is really, really cool. So Cape Hatters, the one reason we went down there is because they have a lighthouse, a big lighthouse, the biggest lighthouse actually in the United States and on the East Coast of course um there's a ton of lighthouses I kind of low-key became obsessed with lighthouses on this trip um but there's a ton of lighthouses along the coast we saw in total three of them um but there's more I want to see that are way farther south like I'm talking probably an extra four hours so we're thinking next year we're probably gonna split up our trip and do a couple days way farther south um, and stay somewhere separately to explore that area and then work our way back up to where we were at um, to hang out there a couple days just to explore some more. So um, we did see last year Bodie, Bodie Lighthouse, B-O-D-I-E, which that one has black and white horizontal stripes. Um, if you go and creep on my Instagram, you could probably find pictures of me with it. <laughs> um, he's cute. He has like a light that goes around, you know, like a normal lighthouse he is by p island you can see him peeking out um super cool to visit like it's just cool to see lighthouses you know hatters is terrifying <laughs> because i had a terrifying experience with him so he is black and white stripes as well but he's diagonal stripes okay um kind of like a barbershop spinny thing 
but Hatter's Lighthouse has two beams, okay, and they flash around almost like a spotlight, but they're diagonal, and they go very, very fast. Um, the purpose of these lighthouses was basically that strip of the Atlantic Ocean is known to be very rough and rocky and they have a lot of sandbars so there's more shallow waters so they need these lighthouses all along the coast to warn the people not so much anymore but back in the day you know the 1800s they were around these lighthouses to warn people like hey don't come near the coast um it's rocky and the this strip was actually called the graveyard of the atlantic which a lot of boats crashed there um a lot a lot of crews were lost just because of the harsh conditions of this strip um i forget what river or not river but what body of water meets there but because different bodies of water meet together it basically causes it to be rough um and intense so hatters is the main guy he can be seen i believe 40 or is it 20 20 or 40 nautical ocean miles i think it's 20 and a nautical ocean mile is essentially two real miles so you're looking at 40 miles you can be seen out which is pretty impressive um but like i said one of the tallest i think it is the tallest lighthouse almost the oldest the oldest is actually up by me near sandy hook um new jersey which is interesting something else we want to see can you see i'm like geeking out about lighthouses um but the reason i was creeped out about uh cape hatter's lighthouse i like to call him hattie um we drove up at night actually and we were just driving around and Derek was like, why don't we go check out the lighthouse? And I was like, okay. And since it's like a national park, I was like kind of expecting it to not be open. And he's like, oh shoot, you can just like walk up. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. So we drove up and let me tell you, this thing looks freaky at night when you're right next to it. Because it's over 200 feet tall and the lights are going so fast and it's dead quiet. Like no noise. I don't know, just something about it creeped me out. (laughs) Um it just looked ominous to me but it was still really cool um I think they were doing like a night thing where you could walk onto the beach and they like showed you the stars and stuff so it was really cool because there were some other people there um but yeah we did that um there was a couple other lighthouses and the one I want to see is old baldy <laughs> and the, he's tan and then there's another one that's like red and white diamonds and I think that one's actually up by Corolla which is actually north of Kill Devil's Hills there's Duck which is a little bit north and then even north of that is Corolla um so that's that big strip of islands in the outer banks and like all the lighthouses i was so gonna get a hattie t-shirt but it was 100 percent cotton and i knew it would be like rough and it like wasn't the material i liked but it was absolutely perfect i was so gonna get it so okay guys don't worry i got an otter t-shirt from <laughs> from the aquarium super comfy and let me let you in on a secret the outer banks if you're gonna get a freaking t-shirt just buy a t-shirt down there they have like this secret material that you can only get when you visit the outer banks i don't know what it is but the t-shirt feels like it's been worn for 20 years and is so comfy (laughs) and already worn and lives in like i love those kind of t-shirts just so comfy they're not stiff you don't need to break them in they're just the best and i have yet to find them in another place (laughs) only the outer bank so far has them um they're just so comfy so i try to get one every year to like stock up on them (laughs) 
<laughs> now the last place I'm gonna chat about that we went to was Ocracoke Island. Ocracoke, I believe is how it might be pronounced. <laughs> um, so Ocracoke was really cool. We weren't sure. We originally came down wanting to do it and the our plans kind of got moved around a little bit, but we ended up doing this closer what the day before our last full day there um, because the weather ended up being good and it was really sunny but this island you have to take a ferry over you could take a passenger ferry or you can take a car ferry um, so it, it required a little bit of planning which is why we weren't 100 percent sure we kind of wanted to play it by ear we're not big like itinerary people just go with the flow but we did end up taking the ferry. We were driving down to Hatters and we said, you know what, let's just hop on the ferry, see how busy it is. Because we read up on the website and they said, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. It could be very, very busy. You could be waiting for like an hour or two. Other times you might drive right on. Well, we got there, I think like a half hour before it left and we were like second in line. So we got right on. Um, you drive right onto the ferry and they take you over. It's about an hour ferry ride it used to be shorter but the hurricanes actually blew some sand and made some um sandbanks i guess is what i want to call them <laughs> um sandbars uh, where the normal ferry path was so now they have to kind of do this longer ferry path but it's still a beautiful beautiful trip like where we were we got front row um you just see the waters and you see seagulls the seagulls hang out with you because they know you have food so they follow you the whole trip i was hardcore looking for dolphins on the way back i swear i stared out into the ocean the whole hour and derek was on his phone the whole time <laughs> and on the way back i looked at my phone at the beginning and then he goes oh look there's four dolphins i was like you asshole. <laughs> like, I have been looking for an hour for dolphins and I look on my phone for three seconds and you see four dolphins. But luckily I turned around and I saw the dolphins. Um, they were right by the ferry. They were, they were all like tucked together, jumping out of the water. I saw their little happy faces and uh, that was it. My day was made. <laughs> I was good. Um, but the ferry ride was probably one of the coolest parts. Ocracoke Island is interesting. Um, it's a little different than I thought it would be. Um, it was really busy. We did go on a Friday, but they said it wasn't supposed to be busy on a Friday. Um, they said Tuesday through Thursday is busier, oddly enough. I don't know why. Um, but I figured it wouldn't be busy because of the effort it requires to get over there. I mean, depending on where you're staying, we drove almost two hours south, then hopped on the ferry, then sat on the ferry for an hour, and then we're on the island. So I was like, oh, it's not going to be bad. No, it was busy. <laughs> um, but it wasn't too bad. It's basically like one road on the island, um, and then you drive into town, and people do live on this island. There is the ochre coke lighthouse which we saw i didn't go up to it we just kind of saw it in the distance um so he was cool he was like whitish tan a little bit smaller um we ate some food at one of the restaurants i just got fish tacos there um diet coke for the win and yeah we just basically ate because in town there's not a whole lot to do um, a lot of people from the passenger ferry are walking around which 
You could rent golf carts because it's kind of tedious to walk around just because there's a lot of ground to cover. Um, you have little island shops, but a lot of places to eat, boating. There's actually a separate ferry, I believe, that you take over to the next island and it will, like, people live there. I don't know if there's more to do at that point, but it was all right. <laughs> we wanted to go there mainly because on the, the long strip drive to the um, town itself, there's beaches. A lot of people drive their Jeeps up on the beach or trucks. Um, they fish, they just sunbathe. But I was like, oh, this is an island. Can you imagine the shells that are going to be here? I kid you not, we went on the island. I mean, we got to the island maybe around 10 a.m. <laughs> there was not one damn shell. <laughs> not one shell on the beach. You know who stands strong? Pea Island. Pea Island is always there for us. There's always hundreds of shells on Pea Island, regardless. Um, but yeah, I was a little disappointed. But on the way back, the last thing <laughs> we managed to see at Ocracoke Island is they have a little, like, pony reserve, because... All along the island, including Ossetig, there are wild horses and ponies. Well, this little refugee, they actually have, like, the wild horses, and there's a little stable that you can walk up to. You can't pet them or feed them, but you can see them. They're just, like, hanging out. Someone feeds them hay, cleans up their poop, and they can go roam the island. Well, it's hit or miss if the ponies are there, because they might be back in the wild doing stuff, but they were hanging out today, and I got to see, like, four or five of them. Took a couple pictures, so that was fun. Um, but other than that, we just, you know, we stayed, ate, drove around, walked the beach, and then we basically just went off the island. Um, but it was a cool experience. Like I said, I really loved it for seeing the wildlife, especially on the ferry trip. And it's free. The ferry drive is free, um, which is pretty great. Um, I recommend it if you have the time to drive or you want to stay closer, maybe in Hatters, that would be something really cool to do. Um, and they have stuff to do while you wait. Like we went to the graveyard of the Atlantic Museum, which is right when you get off the ferry back into Cape Hatters. Um, that was really cool. You get to see like old lighthouse parts, different ship things. Um, it, it gives you more information like how I was talking to you about how like a lot of the ships crash just because of the crazy weather and the shallow waters. Um, so it's really cool. It was, it was pretty cool experience down there. We had fun. Um, the last thing I will finish with is on our way home uh like to the beach <laughs> not like home home that day we stopped at pea island because we were trying to see stars um the last time we saw full sky stars was at ossetee island because it's pretty dark there's actually like a light pollution map you can look up and you can see it's kind of sad how much light really affects our ability to see these beautiful stars there are so many out there like that you don't realize until you actually see it um Probably where you're listening, you're probably not in a dark sky area. For my PA listeners, Cherry Springs is a really great place, but it's really hard to book. Um, we've been trying to do it. You have to book like months in advance, and by then you're just shooting in the dark because you have no idea what the weather's going to be. You need clear skies. Um, so that was the thing. With the beach, it'd be a clear day, and then by the end of the night, the clouds would roll in and you couldn't see any stars. Well, we lucked out. <laughs> it was clear the whole day, not a cloud in the sky, and it stayed at night. And Pea Island is a little 
a little paradise oasis of dark sky. Um, you know, north where the touristy stuff is and south where people live, it's light polluted. But where we're at, it was not. So um, we actually sat out in Pea Island for... Well, we walked the beach and we waited till about 9 30, 10 o'clock at night till it was pretty dark. And let me tell you, the stars. Oh my goodness. We took the little mesh top off the Jeep so we had a little roof to look out of. Oh my God. So many stars, millions of stars, more than you could imagine. It's hard to explain unless you saw it with your own eyes. Um, it's crazy to think that all those stars are always there. <laughs> Um, we just can't see them a lot of the time. So if you ever get the experience to see stars like that, I highly recommend you do it. Um, check out that Dark Skies map. They they actually just recently updated it because, you know, more people move in. Um, so there's going to be more light pollution in certain areas. Although... Um, cities a lot of the times they'll use like yellow bulbs low light bulbs to help try to reduce light pollution and there's things that you can do um to do that as well so it's it's an interesting thing i highly recommend you check it out and definitely try to do that <laughs> um but that was a really cool experience so yeah wow <laughs> that was a lot of talking um but i really hope that you enjoyed that so i should tell you told you a little bit about food lighthouses activities um if you've never been there or maybe you have been there i i hope maybe this gave you some ideas of what to do next time um or to look into some things and maybe check it out um but yeah if you enjoyed this episode let me know share your thoughts um you can also give this a review just give it five stars you can do spotify itunes wherever you are listening it would really help me out um and share it with a friend honestly um it really helps i'm not putting ads on this podcast it does not need ads or advertisements um so sharing really just helps more eyes see this podcast and get it out to more people and that means a lot to me but without further ado guys thanks again for listening and i will talk to you later bye have a great rest of your week